0: Welcome to the Ask Philip Podcast. Today, Philip focuses on building your business through podcasting in an interview with fellow podcaster, Jocelyn Ross. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein past performance is not indicative of future performance and now here's philip
1: all right we are back with another episode of the ask philip podcast and i have ooh, i almost burped on air y'all y'all missed that i saved you from it (laughs) you want to start over now we can keep that on there (laughs) yeah that's cool raw raw footage or, or or audio, but um, we have Jocelyn Ross, who is, uh, man, I, I got to make sure I describe her right. Marketing marketing guru, podcast host, California native. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, jo- uh, Jocelyn. Thank you. Thanks
2: for the opportunity.
1: And and for everybody who doesn't know, the name of your podcast is the Real Estate Prep Podcast, right? I yes. It? I got the I got the name right. Mm mm-hmm. Let's talk about like your background. How how'd you get into podcasting?
2: So I have always been into podcasting, I want to say, for the last like three or four years. And most of the podcasts fall into two categories that I listen to, like just trash, like the read and the friend zone. And then some of them are like educational, like side hustle pro. Um, I really like that one. And I felt like I couldn't find a lane in the middle for real estate, which I feel like can be entertaining, but also educational. And specifically, I didn't find any black faces talking about it regularly. So I figured like that's a lane that I can sort of enter because I can utilize my experience, which is part laughs and part failures, but also like bring on other black faces in the real estate world. Because like I said, there's enough of us doing it out here, but no one really knows anyone unless you're actively in that space. So that's what made me want to do it. And I'm happy I started.
1: And I'm assuming your 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 marketing background helps you understand the power of podcasting, right? Because yes. cause a lot of people think, oh, it's podcasting is I'm late. I'm late today right. to do it. But, but, but ex- explain your thought process between where you think we are in like podcasting. Is it Is it still relatively early? Do you feel like we're late? What are your thoughts about starting a podcast?
2: Yeah, I think I was one of those people when I started because, like I said, I have been listening since like 2015. You know, that's five years. It's 2020 now. And I didn't really get the idea to start except for like this last year, you know, like at the end of 2019. I was like, huh, like I'm always into this like real estate stuff. Like I'm literally studying the industry since I didn't get my first home. So why don't I create something? And I was just talking to a few friends and they were like, you should totally do that. Like, I don't know of anybody else that's doing that. And the other ones, like the bigger pockets, like, no shade to them, but it's just a bunch of like non-black people, you know? So mm-hmm. I just wanted to create a safe space and like I said, highlight people. So for me, like it's totally business, especially with market from a marketing perspective, because like now we're in coronavirus, everybody is at home, but like people's goals and dreams haven't necessarily stopped. So if anything, all those podcasts that you might've saved on your queue, or if you are into podcasting, you would find more like now is the perfect time, you know, to discover them. And also now is the perfect time to start them because I think brands and a lot of these huge corporations now see the power of podcasting. And I've seen podcasters, you know, present awards and like be on like the today show, like it's, it's a big lane. And I feel like, especially if you decide to have like, have a niche, like it's, it's a game changer, you know, like even for me, like I just started, but some of the opportunities that have come my way, I'm like, Oh wow. Like, shoot, I could have did this a lot earlier. Like I didn't realize (laughs) people would pay me, For the audience that i'm cultivating you know like because people who are listening to me more than likely are like-minded like i am in certain ways and so the alignment is there and instead of these bigger brands trying to like put all this money towards other types of traditional advertising they're like well she already has created this community like let's just pay her if she likes our product and hopefully like if her listeners are like her then they'll like the product as well so it's really just a win-win on both sides and i feel like with podcasting people at least the ones that I know they started because they love it. They love the the subject that they created. It's not like, I mean, it is a job, let's be clear, but mm-hmm. it's something that you enjoy. And so you I don't feel like I I don't mind showing up to do what I need to do in this world every day because it's something that I know that I'm going to leave and I also know that it's something that people are really gaining from. Otherwise, I wouldn't gain new subscribers like every week. So, it's yeah. definitely worth it.
1: And so let's let's go into what your what your podcast is about. And the title makes it super clear, but What are some of the episodes that you've done so far and some of the topics you've covered?
2: Sure. So I was actually looking at my stats a few. Days ago, but just to give context, um, the name is very <laughs> clear. I mean, I am a marketer, so I wanted to keep it super simple and I wanted people to hear it and know exactly what it's about. So, Real Estate Prep um, is a podcast that prepares first time home buyers to purchase their first home. So, I bring on different experts like you. Your episode actually was one of the most listened to because oh, wow. people really didn't realize how important finances go into home ownership and. Obviously, I was one of them when, because I tell my story throughout the podcast as well. Um, But really, I'm just bringing on different professionals from the industry that people don't even know that they need to come in to explain what their role is and how they will help you. So I've had inspectors come in because inspections are key to the home buying process. That was also a strong episode. Of course, like I said, finances, um, where you really broke down like how to prepare your finances. That's something that's also performing very well. And then I also try to mix it up with different communities and sort of like um, advocacy programs as well. So it's not just all like real estate professionals. Like I've had people come on that have, purchase land or, and or purchase property. So they'll tell their unique stories and or how their companies and organizations can help you. So collective economics is a big thing as well. And those are also um, strong performing podcasts. But lastly, of course, like I said, for me, it's about telling my story. I feel like Especially in this world of marketing today, like transparency is key, and so I'm very open with the things that I did wrong, and I'm very open with the amount of offers that I put in and, and weren't accepted. So for me, it's just to make sure that people are prepared, and also to recognize that just because you don't get that first home, it's not the end of the world, and you should use the knowledge that I'm freely giving you to improve. Be, you know, these professionals are coming on, you know, and taking time out of their days basically to help you become. More prepared and to become more educated, and why not take advantage of that? So, you know, like I said, I I didn't know there was a lane needed for this. Like, it's something that I do. Like, I study the industry, and people have been like, Thank you so much for creating this because I didn't know about any of this. You know, I didn't know that there were freaking closing costs. And it's like, I don't want you to get to the to an offer being accepted and you're not even prepared to handle all the other fees that come with closing on the home. So just making sure that this conversation is ongoing, not just as you listen to it, but to have these conversations with people and know exactly who you should be working with um from an integrity perspective. So that is what it's about.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. And it's and it's one of them situations where like you mentioned, I was telling I was talking to somebody this morning, or was it yesterday? And uh, and she was thinking about starting her podcast, and and I and I just said, "Hey, you got to think about it this way." There's like the world's being turned upside down as far as how how business is done, and I was like, one of the highest paid professions forever has been sales and advertising and, and marketers, right? And I was like, so so think about think all the salespeople that made all this money in every, in all the industries. Which was more of a one-on-one relationship type type deal. I said, when was the last time that you um, answered your door when somebody knocked on it? When was the last time you answered a phone that you didn't understand? I was like, so so it's a lot of salespeople going to get weeded out in that in that lane. But I was like a podcaster, you know, salespeople that used. It was tons of salespeople that made two hundred fifty grand a year, you know, or one hundred twenty twenty seven thousand dollars a year. I was like. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe your podcast not not going to be Tim Ferriss or won't end up being top 50 on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Maybe it will. Mm-hmm. But my point is it doesn't have to for you to make, you know, $87,000 a year, you know, on a podcast, which in a, in a narrow niche context that you love anyway, right? Because then, because, yeah, it's work, but it's not really work. You know, like this is the only part of my day that, uh, not the only, I, I enjoy lots of parts of my days, but this is not really work you know people be like but you're so consistent i'm like yeah cuz i like it like you know if exactly. i if, if i do this all day long um having interesting conversations with people who are doing mm-hmm. interesting things
2: yeah i agree i mean sometimes i i am tired and don't want to show up to interview but by the end of every interview that i've done i'm like i'm so glad i did that because even though i've been through the whole process i'm still learning with every guest that comes on and shares something you know like there's always gym so for me i started this I mean, I started it to help people, but for me, it was really like, I want to learn more. You know, like I said, I studied this industry, and if you're studying something that you love, like it's enjoyable. So for me, even if I didn't want to show up that day because something happened, like I'm always grateful that I did. And then just to see the feedback is really icing on the cake. But if nobody else ever listened, I would be fine because it's like, well, I am about to continue to build this empire, and y'all could continue. Or not, but it's happening for me, and for me, it's just about like I said, elevating those those voices that don't have the platforms mm-hmm. um and, and and doing it for me, but ultimately trying to help you all as well, <laughs> so that's all I think about it
1: what 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 have you learned so far about podcasting
2: I've learned that consistency definitely helps because a few people have sort of dropped off like i'm I'm pretty new to this, like I just started this year, but you know I've learned that you need to treat it especially if you want to monetize it, like treat it like a business. Like even before I launched, like I was very clear with what I wanted to do. It it wasn't just like, Oh, let me just throw something together. Like for me, I took the time to like, and I think this helps because I do have a marketing background. Like I built all my assets. Like I really honed in on my messaging and what I wanted to accomplish. Like, and that helped me to kind of reach out to relevant people that kind of fit that vision, you know, and we're also authentic, so definitely being consistent and taking it serious. Like I said, having like a website or or even like a landing page, because some people are like overwhelmed with like website development and I get it. But like a lot of these templates or a lot of these platforms have like templates that you can literally drag and drop. So I feel like that's not even an excuse um, at this point, you know, um, and I've learned that podcasting can truly open doors for you if you do the work. So For me, like consistency is key, not just from showing up every day, but from my branding, from engaging with people and from being willing to invest in the stuff, like buying a microphone, like simple stuff people like just take for granted and they'll just have a bunch of noise in the background. It's like, girl, like a microphone is like $80. Like you spent that on brunch this weekend. So (laughs) it's just about investing in your craft and knowing that you can write that stuff off later. Like if you really structure it off as a business, like you got to understand how to set it up properly because it's going to make the money. Like I've already made the money back that I spent on investing. and I spent like, cause I bought the website too, like maybe like $300. Like it wasn't that much. So it's just like, save up for it. You know, don't just, if you don't have it, like, I don't believe in going into debt over something like this, but like, budget and like plan it as a business and like think long-term like have a vision for it don't just say oh like I'm starting a podcast what is it about oh like lifestyle and fitness and like (laughs) this is just seem too much like what's your main thing like what do you want people to gain from it and that'll help you like organize everything else around the podcast and you'll continue to like iterate the vision like for me like I've made some changes like I'm looking to do more um regional-based stuff, based on the conversation that you and I had a a few weeks ago, but I needed to have one vision first, you know, and I needed to be cohesive across platforms. I needed to be able to talk about it in a few words as I talk with people, and I needed to be able to show up, you know, like, and showing up is literally half of the battle, and for me, like I said, it's it's something that's going to last for me, you know, and I'm hoping that people gain from it, but I started because I wanted to learn more and I realized that other people have these same yearnings for knowledge and it's just going to continue to grow from there. So treat it like a business, be consistent, you know, handle your branding, create at least a landing page, like show up on social media and be honest with your successes and your failures. Cause when I look back, like I said, on my stats, when I'm most open and or sometimes even if it's just me talking and I don't have guests, like people are like, wow, like, you paid off your debt? Like, how did you do, like, Mm -hmm. what? How did you even do that? You know, and then you got all these offers that were denied and you still are interested in buying a house. Like, yeah, you know, I do because I know that real estate isn't going anywhere. You know, land isn't going anywhere. And most wealthy, the the 1%, most of them have some function of real estate in their portfolio, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, well, I don't want to work forever. And if I do, I would rather be doing something like this been working, you know, nobody's really working at desk anymore, but like my goal is to end, you know, my legacy with something like this, you know, like I want to be a part of creating more Black homeowners and i want it to be a normal thing like i want it to be normalized and right now i feel like it's slowly getting there but if i can help through podcasting and teaching and speaking then that's what i'm going to do um and it's also benefiting me like i said like this is a this is bigger than just me at this point like it's something that i want to leave as a legacy and like i said i want to normalize conversations around black homeownership so
1: i can't wait to your to your to the episode we talked about the houston the Houston episode because yes. I I I um though I, I get caught it's some podcasts that I listen to where when especially when they're telling like a story and the history I'm like mm-hmm. man I love I mean I just I love those episodes and and, and that's my hometown and I don't I don't know I, mean, I know some things but mm-hmm. a structured format of like you know um around that topic I'm like yeah that'll be that'll be really really interesting.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there's so much history here as well. Like I live, I don't live too far from Memorial Park, but I watched something about like the history of Memorial Park. And I was like, oh my God, I'm there like all the time. And obviously that was, you know, decades ago, but there's just so much history and there's so much changing in the city that as someone who I feel like I'm still pretty new here. Like it's like wow. Like I see why people move here and like love it so much, especially if you're a native. So that's why I'm. I'll need your help with kind of finding some people that can tell that story Mm -hmm. because people I reached out to haven't really helped as much.
1: But we can talk about that later. We'll talk about that (laughs) offline. Matter 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 of fact, it's one. It's one. um, I'll talk to talk to you about because she has a podcast and I know of her loosely, but it could be a win win because she. Can get you to anybody you need to get to in Houston because of her pedigree, you know, political career, and, and she would be great to have on it. So we'll talk about that offline. It, it'll be a win-win in all aspects. But let's 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 switch to the um, other part where I like to try to get in get into people's heads and learn about the principles they've learned about to be successful. So what what are some of the important principles you've or philosophies you you have that you use in your life?
2: Well, I have to give a shout out first to my HBCU, uh, Clark Atlanta, because we have two sort of mottos. One is find a way or make one. And that has literally been my life since I stepped on that campus. Like I'm always creating my own lane or I'm finding a way to get something done, you know, like and when I was there, like, you know, it was just a saying. Everybody would say it, you know, studying for finals or whatever. But now it's just like, OK, girl, like if this is something you really want to do, find a way or, or make one, you know, like connect to who you need to connect with. Study what you need to study, like and get it done and continue to do it until it's done. Like and this podcast is a direct reflection of that and how it's growing so quickly. Like, I'm just so thankful that I, I showed up every day, even when I didn't want to. Um, and then our other model was culture for service. And for me, that just connects to staying true to like who you are and using like the stories and the history of black Americans to kind of be your guiding light. So for me, that kind of connects directly to this year and this whole pandemic and the COVID situation. I got laid off from my job and it kind of hit hard, but I'm also like, okay, like you have what you need then the people that came before you had to fight for so much more. So like either you can sit in it and just let it swallow you or you can use this time productively, like take the time you need to rest, which is what I did, but also like, know that the blood that kind of runs through you, like it's going to continue to guide you and that you have exactly what you need. So I think those two. And then the last one, I feel like comes from my mom, like, and that's really just to stay humble. Like it doesn't matter how big I feel like, and I don't want to be like a, a household name or anything like that. For me, I just want to build my wealth silently. Um, But, you know, for me, I've got a lot of helping hands, specifically this year, like family and friends. My mom will always, you know, remind me to like, stay humble, like always say thank you. You know, like always let people know that you appreciate what they've done for you, even if it's something simple, like, holding the door or like sending you money for groceries, like send some flowers, send a card. Like those are small things that you can do just to let people know that you appreciate that they've went out of their way to help you. So I think those have been the three things. Um, is really just to stay humble, you know, know that the history that you come from, the culture that you come from is full of like persevering moments and then to find a way or make one to get whatever it is that you want to get done done.
1: Okay. Well, what do you do to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit?
2: I like to rest. You know, this whole pandemic has been wonderful. (laughs) I love being at home. I love laying in bed. I love taking baths. Um, But from a spiritual perspective, I also... I pray a lot. I journal a lot. And I like to look back on things that I didn't think I would make it through. Um, And I think that's the power of journaling and just sitting still and what's happening. Um, And then as far as physical, I like working out. um, And I also like to eat trash, you know, so it's just about finding a balance. (laughs) And I'm still working on finding that balance. But I love working out. But I also love... Tennessee and pizza and mm-hmm. and stuff like that so mm-hmm. comfort food is key um and then I, I love being outside like being from cali i miss hiking you know i miss just lots of water around me and houston's very hot mm-hmm. and dry so i don't like being outside as much anymore and it cools down
1: in, I was saying, Anytime
2: uh, I'm in nature, um, trees and, and grass, like I, I'm kind of a hippie in that in that sense. But besides that, prayer, journaling, working out, and eating and drinking trash. Yeah. It's just a balanced life. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, I, get it. <laughs> um, I I I work out hard so that I don't so that that I don't have to eat. Although my saving grace is I don't really like white starch carbohydrates. What do they call starches or carbohydrates? Like I don't like breads and pastas and stuff. I
2: love, so, well, pasta not so much, but I love bread. I love potatoes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cake, I cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All of my. Now, things. Now, I, I love cookies and chocolate. So that's you know, mm-hmm. but so I work out so I can eat cookies and chocolate and fried chicken. Yeah. So, what's your favorite football team? So I'm not really
2: a football. I'm not, okay. a sports You're not a sports girl.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Um, But I'm always going to be, you know, a fan of the home team, even though they don't live there anymore.
1: <laughs> they, they, yeah, where, where'd they go? The uh, Vegas?
2: Las Vegas. Yeah. I don't know why. They're not loyal. They've been in LA. <laughs> They've been in Oakland. They were supposed to go to San Francisco. But for me, it's always Oakland Raiders because um, that's my home, you okay. know, and I know we, we weren't the best team. Um, But I, I couldn't choose anybody else over that.
1: No, it, it, make sense. it makes sense. Makes sense kind of like these Cowboy fans here. I'm like, man, y'all are loyal. Right. This, this, Those this Cowboy team is just, fans,
2: and they are all over it. Not even just in Dallas. People, even when I live in the D.C., like, if they didn't like the Redskins, they like the Cowboys. And I'm like,
1: why? <laughs> I, ca- I, call them, I call them Al Bundy because whenever they want to debate, they be like, well, we got such and such championships. I'm like, yeah, like 30 years ago. Like, chill out. That doesn't, that's, you can't do that, Al Bundy. You remember, you remember, you remember that uh, on uh, Al Bundy? You be like, Back in the day, and he'd get his football post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, I do like the Mavericks just because there is, um, I want to say the GM is a black woman. And yeah.
1: She's from the- C- What's her name? Cynthia. Yeah.
2: Something. My mom told me about her. She was like, yeah, because I went to the National Black NBA Conference and she was like, oh, she's going to be there. You should go and listen to her. I was like, okay. Um, So I like that, you know, because, you know, Black women matter, especially today. Mm-hmm. Um, So that I'll check off. I'm happy to go to a Mavericks game when when the world opens, when I feel safe enough because Texas is already wide open. Yeah,
1: we're, we're about to blow up. <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to blow up the, uh, the Houston Rockets on which, I'm I'm kind of happy long term, not short term. Like, please, you know, like I'm thankful to James Harden for everything he's done Mm -hmm. for the team, but he's not gonna Mm -hmm. get us to the champ. I mean, we we've given him lots of rope. He he's just he's a a great player. He's just not a good leader, and we need both. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, that's the Rockets. But um, well, I I appreciate you coming on. Let everybody know how they can find your podcast. You know, you uh, on -hmm. social media.
2: So you can find my everything related to the podcast on my website, um, which is realestatepreppod.com spelled out with all the E's. And then you can follow me on Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm active daily at pod. And yeah, any type of resources that I have. I have tons of free resources besides the podcast. Um, And then I'm working on um, a first-time homebuyer like workbook that you can take with you as you go and look at homes, talk with agents, like just go through the whole closing process. Um, So that will be um, officially for pre-sale the week of Black Friday. And it's basically a collection of my whole Instagram page um, because I give a lot of good tips there and people are just saving. And it's just like, well, let me just, create something that you can take with you as you're moving um, through this process. And, you know, so you're knowledgeable enough, even if you don't come from a real estate um, related background, um, it'll definitely help you. And it's something that's digestible. And I wish I had it when I was searching.
1: So yeah. Yeah, no, nice. Nice. Enjoy your weekend. You're in the best city to eat trash in my opinion. Uh, Cause exactly. it's, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of good stuff unhealthy stuff out in Houston
2: it's just not a good place if you're really trying to lose weight (laughs) it's 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 not not, a good California was much easier Mm -hmm. and it's just like girl and it's close to New Orleans and it's like I might be going there for Thanksgiving just setting myself up for failure basically I, I, I,
1: I, I follow all my favorite Houston restaurants on Instagram just like Kelly we gotta we got to get back down there soon. I yeah, love it. Yeah,
2: they do have good food here. Um and I like the places that aren't as known.
1: That's the best ones. Hold on while the all I I think the exactly. only one that, the only one I think that is super hype but they back it up is uh Turkey Leg Hut. It's super hype but they uh you know, they back they they back it up. The drinks are expensive as heck. God
2: are expensive.
1: <laughs> the, they are expensive. And they're a little stingy on that alcohol. I'm like, man, I'm paying like 50 they are bucks. Very
2: stingy on the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so they need to do better. They need to do better. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. but I'm
2: happy. They are doing good. The they owners are doing they're good. doing big things. So I'm
1: excited. I, I, love, I love I love seeing that. I hope they buy that whole block.
2: I hope so. I hope so. And hopefully they create some ways for us to invest as well. Y'all need the help. So yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, cool. Well, have have a good weekend, stay safe and healthy, and thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you. This was
1: cool. So for the month of really end of September into October, I've been working with my team on building a five-day email series called Building Wealth After Age 37, What Smart Advisors Won't Say. And it's a five-day email course. The reason why I built it was There's so some people out here building investing courses. They cost thousands of dollars. And I've had a couple of friends and clients take the course and come out more confused than how they went into it. And they'd spent a thousand, two thousand bucks on it. And I know the people who are writing some of the courses and not a knock on them, but they don't have the experience and knowledge that a wealth manager has. And they definitely, at least some people are taking the course thinking with, with the expectation of what they're going to get and they're not fully getting it. And so I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to build a course specifically for the people that want to know how to invest. They don't want to be a day trader, right? They don't want to look at charts all day or read the Wall Street Journal all day or do all this research. They just want to know, okay, how should I be investing to one day become financially free, reach my retirement goal, Right, I want to enjoy life. I'm good at what I do at work. I don't want to become a money manager. I want to know how to invest. I don't want to just rely on some financial advisor or wealth manager to tell me. They don't mind working with them, but they want to know, all right, what is the process? What should I be doing? How should I get educated so when they so if they work with a wealth manager or an advisor, they understand what's going on or if they don't want to work with one they have a good plan in place or a good thought process in place or decision-making process in place to help them build a plan to help to potentially reach their goal. And so uh, that's the course, Building Wealth After 37, What Smart Advisors Won't Say. I literally just took what I've learned over the 14 years, put it into a five-day email series, short and concise. But after the five-day series, you will have what you need to uh, build your plan or go talk with a uh, wealth manager and feel confident in the conversation so check it out if you go to stonehillwealthmanagement.com it's on the front page stonehillwealthmanagement.com it's on the front page put in your name email address and it'll go to you i won't be spamming you you'll get the emails and and then you'll also get the weekly podcast episodes uh, sent to you so that's it check it out let me know your thoughts